Hey Weirdo, what's your superpower, and how will you use it to change the world? Welcome to Season 1, Issue 12 of Just Us Weirdos, a weekly serialized fiction podcast about learning to be heroic, no matter how weird your powers might be. I'm the author of the series and the host of the podcast, Charlie White, and I am so glad you have joined me here for this story today. Previously on Just Us Weirdos, IT Girl and Graphene have been looking for a villain in Quadropolis, and Beninja has convinced them that Mrs. Work, VP of Binary Consolidated, might just be the supervillain they're looking for. Graphene has twice crossed paths with Fish out of water, a super who seems to be on Mrs. Work's side. And the team has confronted Bernie Connors, who they thought was a mind-controlling villain, but it turns out he's a mind-controlling hero. Not sure what to do next, the team discusses plans over milkshakes. But before we get started with today's episode, I do have an immature content advisory. Today's episode features scenes of lying to parents, scenes of spying on parents, and a fight scene in a kitchen. So kids, if you're sitting near someone who just got a stressed out look on their face at the idea of a fight scene in a kitchen, you might ask them what set of circumstances led to them putting on a kid's podcast of this nature. Then smack your forehead and say, seriously, what were you expecting? But in any case, it's a good idea to get comfortable, think of something weird, and put a smile on your face. It's time for issue number 12 of Just Us Weirdos. Spies just like us. At the diner, the kids finish up their milkshakes. It's getting close to bedtime, and it's a school night. Superheroes in comics never have to deal with these problems. Dagny's cell phone rings. It's her mom. She stares at the caller ID and says, What do I do? She still hasn't confronted her mom about possibly being a villain. All Dagny knows is that her mom worked with fish out of water and was involved in the purchase of EcoDirect shipping. And that Binary's supersuit was apparently designed for fish out of water, at least according to what Beninja overheard. If her mom and fish hadn't been brainwashed by Bernie, they would both know Dagny's secret right now. Dagny doesn't realize she's spaced out. Amina reaches over and answers Dagny's phone for her. Hey, Mrs. Work. Yep. She's, uh, in the bathroom right now. Yeah, someone from Binary called and said you made an emergency trip out of town. Oh? Oh yeah, I can tell her that. Yeah. Oh, my, my parents actually said it's okay if she sleeps over with me tonight. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yeah, I'll let her know. I'll have her send you a text. Okay, bye, Mrs. Work. The other heroes at the table stare at Amina open-mouthed. That... That was a lot of lies you just told, young woman, Bernie Connor says. You're one to talk, old man. Anyway, Dagny, I gotta call my parents and tell them that you're spending the night. You're supposed to text your mom to say goodnight. I figured you'd rather text her than talk to her. Do you want me to text her for you? Dagny gives Amina an annoyed look, but then nods her head. Amina taps out a message to Mrs. Work, then calls her own parents on Dagny's phone and arranges the sleepover. 
While that's going on, Dagny says to Kirby and Bernie, I've got to figure out how to talk to my mom. Bernie furrows his brow. She's the vice president at Binary Consolidated, correct? Yeah, and I think she is at least involved with some superpowered villains. Bernie holds his hands up in front of him, like he's going to defend himself. I think this is where I need to excuse myself from the conversation. Even though my superpower is lying, my profession has ethics, rules I have to follow. I choose to break them when I talk about supers. But if I'm going to learn about a conspiracy at one of the world's biggest companies, I should do it as a reporter and not a superhero. Bernie pays the bill for the milkshakes and stands up from the table. I need you kids to take care of yourselves. Here's my cell phone number. You call me right away if you are in trouble. And I promise I will let you know the truth behind my reporting so that you don't get brainwashed. As Bernie steps away, Kirby leans in and whispers, I have an idea for dealing with your mom. Does it involve throwing a banana? <laughs> it involves spycraft. Dagny stares at Kirby without saying a word. I'm waiting for you to say, Oh, I couldn't possibly spy on my own mother. I'm not saying that, am I? Kirby raises an eyebrow. Okay, I have just the equipment for this job. I made myself some spy cameras and microphones to make sure my parents and grandparents never found out about my secret layers. Wait, layers? As in plural? You have more than one? <laughs> anyway, since your mom isn't home tonight, it's the perfect night to install the spy equipment around your house. Then we can find out a little bit more about what she does and does not know. Amina gets off the phone with her parents and says, What's up? We're spying on my mom. Beninja's got spy gear. Sweet. Mm. Kirby's tablet buzzes, letting him know that Butlerbot is nearby with their ride. Kirby, Dagny, and Amina get into the back of the black town car as it arrives and find their seats amidst the piles of surveillance hardware Butlerbot has retrieved for them. Kirby outlines the plan for installation on the way. Ah! Dagny covers her ears. Where did you get this equipment? I built most of it. Why? It's crying out to be fixed. I can hear every single camera and microphone in this car. They are not happy. You're just jealous that I've got all the cool hardware. Amina, sitting between Kirby and Dagny, puts a hand up to each of them like a referee. Stop it. We don't have time to argue again. I've been thinking, when we did the EcoDirect mission, I made a mistake by showing my face on the camera. Yeah? So? Amina rolls her eyes and says, So we're handling cameras tonight. There's a chance we lose these ones, too. I think we may have to treat this as a hero mission, in full costume, and using only hero names. Dagny nods. So when they arrive at the work household, the kids file into the garage one by one and change into their costumes, stepping into the kitchen from the garage when they are done. Dengni wrinkles her brow and says to Beninja, I'm really not trying to be mean, but it's difficult for me to be around this hardware. It feels like someone is yelling next to my ear. It's very hard to concentrate. Beninja just looks irritated. 
Well, let's do this quickly then. Beninja shows Graphene and IT Girl how to install the cameras and microphones. Each is about the size of a grape. This is really cool stuff, Beninja. It just hurts my head. Let's get started. I have two rules, though. You can only put microphones in the bedrooms, no cameras. And you can't put anything in the bathrooms. I still have to live here. IT Girl gives some advice about good places to install the equipment, and the team gets to work. Beninja works in the living room, dining room, and kitchen, sticking the tiny cameras on bookshelves and inside lamps. Since he's so familiar with the equipment, he gets the job done quickly and starts browsing around the house. He's hoping to find something like evidence, maybe a copy of Supervillainry for Dummies. He scans photos on the wall, scrutinizing them for hidden missile silos or mind control rays. When he finds nothing of the sort, he sighs and sits on a stool at the kitchen counter. A pretty hexagonal glass bowl sits on the counter with a brilliant red betta fish, which occasionally wavers its luxurious fins. How about you, little buddy? Beninja asks. Have you seen any villains around here? The fish just waggles its fins. Upstairs, Graphene is having trouble getting a microphone to turn on. She calls to IT Girl. Could you take a look at this? I can't get it to work. IT Girl doesn't respond. Graphene steps out of the closet she squeezed herself into and calls again. IT Girl? Graphene hears a whimpering sound from her friend's bedroom. She drops her bag of cameras and runs down the hallway, calling again for her friend. IT Girl is on her knees, holding her head and shaking. Dagny, what's wrong? The... The, the hardware. IT Girl cries through ragged breaths. It, it's in an infinite loop. I, I can't think. Graphene thinks of the faulty microphone she'd been trying to make work. She runs out of the bedroom, grabs the mic, and stomps it under her heel. It breaks with a sharp crack. IT Girl remains on her knees, but begins to breathe more easily. That's... That's a bit better, she says. Thanks. What happened? Graphene asks. I don't know exactly, IT Girl says, rising to her feet. There's a particular kind of bug a computer can have, where it keeps trying to run the same broken piece of code. It's called an infinite loop. I think some of this hardware is suffering from that. You know the sound a speaker makes when you hold it in front of a microphone? That's the sound it makes in my brain. Oh, I'm so sorry, Graphene says, and gives her friend a hug. IT Girl steps back and says, I'm really not trying to be difficult, but this really hurts. I don't think I should be handling the equipment. Graphene takes the sack of hardware from her friend and says, Don't worry about it. I'll finish the upstairs. Why don't you go downstairs and make sure Beninja isn't making a killer robot out of your TV or something? I think I just need to sit for a minute, IT Girl says, rubbing her temples. No problem. Just let me know if it gets too bad. Amina finishes installing the equipment upstairs, then heads downstairs to talk to Beninja. Hey, Graphene says, but she's interrupted by a yell from upstairs. Turn it all off, IT Girl screams. It hurts! Graphene looks at Beninja, who yanks out his tablet and jams a finger on a pulsing blue button. Turn it off! The yell continues from upstairs. 
Beninja continues jamming on the button, yelling, I promise, it's off! IT girl crawls down the stairs toward the front door, clutching at her ears. There's still something on! Beninja runs to IT girl and shows her the tablet. Look, I'm not getting any signal. Everything is off. I still hear a microphone of some kind, and it hurts, IT girl says. Then she pauses, looking worried. Turn one thing back on. Beninja does. An IT girl drops to a knee, yelling, Turn it back off! Beninja quickly shuts everything down. I can hear another surveillance device already in this house, IT girl says through clenched teeth. I can feel it. Everybody, be quiet while I try to find it. Grimacing through the pain, IT girl closes her eyes and slowly turns in a circle as she extends her technopathic senses. Graphene watches her friend with worry. Beninja gets bored and sits back at the kitchen counter. Hey, do you have any snacks in here I could have? Shh, be quiet. IT girl keeps concentrating, saying, I, I can feel it, but I can't see it. She walks around the room to sense if it gets louder or quieter in different places. This fish is so weird, Beninja says, looking at the beta on the counter. I can't even tell if it's red or purple. Shh. IT girl turns to yell at Beninja, but Graphene says, Wait a minute. The work family doesn't even have a fish. Just then, the beta flops to one side and jumps. And as it leaves the bowl, it turns into fish out of water, sailing through the air towards Beninja. Beninja quickly lets a free-shrunk banana peel fall into each hand. But before he can throw them, fish out of water, still sailing through the air, grabs Beninja's gloves and yanks them off. Before he lands, Fish does a spin kick to the works kitchen sink faucet, breaking it off and sending water spraying everywhere in the kitchen. Oh shoot, Graphene yells. My powers don't work well when it's wet. She runs to a dry wall and sketches a huge net with her fingertip, then yanks it off the wall. In Dagny's backpack, the pencil writing fades from the homework that Amina wrote for her today. Meanwhile, IT girl spots a Bluetooth comms unit on Fish's ear. That's what has been causing all the extra noise. Being underwater must have broken it. She reaches out with her power and commands it to reboot, just in case it is transmitting. Fish out of water tries to dive into the kitchen sink, turning into a small water snake as he does, and heading for the drain. But Graphene blocks him with her net. IT girl runs and grabs a soup pot from a hanging rack and scoops up the snake with it, slamming on the lid. Graphene's mouth turns into a smile so big. She looks like a clown from a scary movie. IT girl puts a hand out to cover her face from the spraying water of the broken sink and says, What's going on with you, Graphene? Graphene laughs. <laughs> For the first time, I think we just won a mission. Thank you, dear listener, for tuning in to another week of Just Us Weirdos. It's been about a month since we last played Villainous Letters, where we learned about a supervillain called the Joke Stopper, who has the power to interrupt any punchline at the worst possible time. We're starting to learn from some of our listeners that the weekly format of the show makes it hard to play Villainous Letters, so we're looking for another way to interact with our listeners. 
In the meantime, I want to introduce you to a superhero who uses the letters G, B, and O, which are the joke stopper's weakness. Hello, I am the explainer with the power of Great Boar. My superpower is to explain anything that needs to be explained, and even to explain things that don't. For instance, did you know that in advanced fabrication, 3D printing technology relies on two different kinds of plastic, either ABS plastic or PLA plastic? Um, excuse me, this is interesting, but I'm trying to end a podcast here, and I don't need you to explain how a 3D printer works. But I'm the explainer. This is what I do. This is what I came here for. I suppose you also don't want me to tell you that a person who studies dinosaurs is properly referred to as a paleontologist. Uh, no, that's not really the appropriate time for this. I, I'm actually trying to explain to our podcast audience that this is going to be the last game of Villainous Letters as we have played it. Next week, we're going to come back to you with a new game that's hopefully going to be easier for you to participate in. So, um, Explainer, I really appreciate that you made the trip out here, but I don't need you today. Very well, then. Gosh, I, I feel kind of bad about that. I hope the Explainer's feelings aren't too hurt. Oh well, at least you're still here, dear listener. And I'm so glad you are. You obviously know how to find us, but we would really appreciate if you could share the show with your friends. You can tell them to look us up at any podcast directory by the show's name, Just Us Weirdos. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Just Us Weirdos, and Instagram at Just Us Weirdos Podcast, or email us at hero at justusweirdos.com. We love our original theme music, written by Joe Carnwath, and encourage our listeners to check him out on Spotify or at joecarnwath.com to hear his other music. While you're on Spotify, also look up Love Hustler. They wrote Cinderella, which you're listening to right now. Additional music on the show includes Zigzag by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You are always welcome here. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, be kind, be creative, and most of all, be weird. See you next week, weirdos. Uh, um... I believe he left the microphone on. This is the explainer coming back to you, because I know you really wanted to hear from me. There's a question that has been burning in your brains for several weeks, and I have the answer. What do you get when you cross a velociraptor with a 3D printer? A PLA Leontologist. Ha 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 ha!